from Liberty Christian Church International. I want to give you a special invite to come worship with us, to fellowship with us, to be a part of our ministry. We are looking forward to meeting you. We want to get connected with you. You can find us on the web at www.lccimd.org or uh, visit us on our Facebook pages, our social media pages. We want to get connected with you. We want to be a part of your family. We want to make you a part of our family. Listen, you know how I do every week. Live on purpose, live for purpose, but most importantly, live in God's purpose. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. Amen. I want to welcome you to Liberty Christian Church International as we prepare for our midweek Bible study. I'm so happy that we get to spend this evening together. It is Thursday, September 2nd, 2021. We are already in the ninth month of this year. Do you see how fast this year is moving forward? And, and we're almost into, we're in that last quarter of the year, uh, pushing towards the fall season, pushing towards uh, the Thanksgiving season and the holiday season. And before you know it, we'll be entering in 2022. Uh, you know, I, I'm just grateful that God has given us the opportunity to be together on this evening. I'm excited about this evening. I'm excited about this word on this evening. There's an amazing word we've been dealing with the last couple of weeks, um, breaking the cycle, and we're going to jump into some amazing uh, scripture on this evening. Get your Bibles, get your cell phones, get your pens, get your pad. Uh, most importantly, bring your spirit and bring your heart and your mind and an open mind in so that we can fellowship together. Um, I want us to go before prayer, go together before prayer in a second. But do me a favor, uh, if you're on our social media, um, go ahead and share this, like it, put some comments out there, uh, let us know you're here. Um, I want to thank everybody who's been tuning in. Um, God is just doing something amazing here at Liberty, and I, the Bible says that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men, neither the depth nor height nor the power uh, that works through us, and God is doing something amazing. He's giving us time to evangelize, giving us some time to go out into the world and make disciples of all men and it's been an amazing journey this summer we've had a uh, summer in the park where we've grilled and and we've invited the community out to come fellowship uh, we saw lives change we saw a lot of different things that have happened and so now as we hit into this fall season of um, the season uh, the, we know that August and September combined on the Jewish calendar is the is the month of Enul um, that means it when it's defined on the, in the Jewish calendar or the Hebrew calendar is defined as the time where the king comes off of the throne and he meets the people and he grants them their desires. And so we believe that God is in the same place right now and God is doing something amazing and God is ready to grant you your heart's desires. We know that there are some that need healing, some that need deliverance, some that need a personal relationship with God, some that through his son Jesus Christ, some that are simply looking for their breakthrough. If you're looking through your looking for your breakthrough, somebody type breakthrough in the chat box and and I'm here to tell you that God is here. He's walking amongst us and he's allowing his spirit to hear and receive just what you need. You have you have access right now like never before. You're in a new season like never before. You're in a new opportunity like ne never before. You're your God is doing something amazing and he's opening up the eyes and the ears and the, the mouths of the people. And, and so while he's doing that and while he's giving you new dreams, new visions, new uh, business goals, new plans, new new things for your family, um, it's time to really open up your mouth and talk. 
Open up your mouth and speak. Open up your mouth and worship. Open up your mouth and pray. Dive into this relationship with God and really grab hold of what it looks like to be in a relationship. That means communicate with him. Tell him when you're hurting. Tell him when you're happy. Tell him when you're joyous. Tell him when you're fearful. Uh, and so that he can know and then he can reveal to you what just what it is that he's going to do for you. You know, the best part of relationships is the communication. Without communication, there can be no relationships. Can I get an amen? Uh, uh, without uh, communication, there can be no progress. Without communication, you can't break the cycles and break the uh, break the uh, the things that have happened in the relationship before. You can't get past it because you don't communicate. And so now, if this is the season where God is saying, "Come communicate with me," a matter of fact, you ain't got to come to me. I'm coming to you. Come communicate with me. Let's begin to talk this thing out. Let's begin to work this thing out. Let's begin to see who you can be, and let's begin to operate and open up your mind to what I have for you. And so now as we uh, prepare our hearts and minds, uh, do me a favor, share it with about five people. Somebody type out, it's word time. Somebody type out, it's word time uh, here at Liberty. Text about three of your friends and tell them, tune it in, tune in with you. If you have not, if the different ways you can tune in with us, uh, you can do it on our social media platform. That's Facebook at LCCIMD. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at um actually on Twitter. It's streaming on my Twitter page, Pastor T underscore Brock. Uh, also on, um, what is it? Uh, what's the other place that we stream to? Uh, Boxcast and uh, we stream to uh, uh, our church app. If you have the church app or if you have not downloaded our church app, um, please look on YouTube. Yeah, we're on YouTube. We're on um, we're, we're in a lot of different places, so you have an opportunity to get close to God and stay connected with liberty. You heard the commercial at the beginning. We want to be connected with you. We want to get to know you. We want to know your family. We want to know your friends. We want to know uh, how can we help you build your relationship with God as we walk this thing together. So reach out to us. You can reach me at Pastor Thomas at LCCIMD, uh, LCCIOnline.org. Uh, Pastor Thomas at LCCIMD. CCIOnline.org um, for prayer, counseling. We're doing a little bit of everything, and God is just, he, He's doing some amazing things there. And I keep saying that because He's transitioning the ministry. Um, and, and as we we know that this, these variants are um, of the coronavirus are coming out, so we are going to make sure we keep ourselves safe. Um, keep your mask on uh, when we do fellowship together to keep social distance um, distancing and making sure that we properly wash our hands and sanitize and do the things that we're supposed to do but I want to go before the throne of grace in prayer and then get into this word I'm excited about this word so if all hearts and minds are prepared for uh, prayer whatever it is on your heart I want you to know that God is ready to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you could ask or think and so father God in the name of Jesus we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. We thank you for bringing us through dangers seen uh, and unseen on today, God. We first and foremost, God, ask you to forgive us of any sin, sins of our minds, our thoughts, our deeds, and our actions, sins against your will, sins against your purpose, sins against your plan, sins even against your design for our life, God. So God, right now, we ask right now that you take every thought of our mind and hold it under captivity. Uh, God, everything that we've done, we ask right now that you cast it into the sea of forgetfulness. God, we ask right now for a new opportunity. We come to you with a repentant heart, asking you for a breakthrough, asking you for miracles, asking for you for signs and wonders of who you are, God. And God, as you open up our hearts and our minds to the revelation of your word on this evening so that we can break cycles, God, in our lives, whatever strongholds that have been holding us bound, whatever things that have been keeping us uh, uh, in bondage, we ask God right now that you break those chains and those shackles off right now in the name of of Jesus and we give you glory and we give you honor and we give you praise so God hide this your servant behind the cross so that the people will see nothing
none of me, but they will see and hear all of thee. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. You are my strength and my redeemer. You are my king. You are my sovereign God. And I worship you in spirit and in truth. So God, right now, also touch those that are sick right now, God. Touch my stepfather, Garland Denny, God. Touch his body right now as he lays in the hospital right now in the name of Jesus. Touch those that are afflicted with illness right now. Those that have suffered or are suffering right now from COVID, God. We know that you are a healer. Your word declares that healing is the children's bread. So God, let us allow us to eat from the bread of healing. Let us to fill and be poured onto by the balm of Gilead. Let us be touched because you said, for you were wounded for our transgressions, you were bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon you. And guess what? By your stripes we are healed. So God, we thank you for healing. God, we thank you for deliverance. God, we thank you for holiness. We thank you for righteousness. We thank you for love. We thank you for contentment. We thank you for peace in you, God, a peace that surpasses all understanding. So whatever prayer requests we have right now, God, we submit them to you right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever family issues, whatever children issues, whatever things, God, that the enemy is trying to throw at us right now, we ask right now that you have your hand over it, God, that you touch it like never before, and we give you glory, and we give you honor, and we give you praise like never before. Let doors be open, God. I see somebody who needs a door open right now. Let doors be open in the name of Jesus. Father, we know that only doors that you open, no man can close, God. We know the miracles that your people are seeking after, God. We know the mind and, and the bondage that the mind is in, God, that people need their mind opened up, God, so that they can receive and hear from you, God. I speak to that double-minded man who is unstable in all his ways or her ways, God. We ask, God, that you touch their mind right now and bring it back into right relationship with you, God. That you touch their heart right now and bring it back into right understanding of who you are, God. We ask, God, that our confessions not just be made with our mouth, but our mouth are making our hearts confessions, God. Bring to the forefront of our mind, God, those issues that we deal with that are separating us from you, God. And God, we love you. We adore you. We magnify your name, God. Uh, we ask God right now that you created us a clean heart and a clean mind, and you renew your right spirit in us, God. We thank you, God, for breaking shackles. We thank you, God, for breaking barriers. We thank you, God, for breaking uh, 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 the, the, the things that are holding us, the things that are keeping us bound. We thank you, God, for breaking the cycles right now. It is in your son Jesus' name, the priceless and matchless name of your son Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. God is doing something amazing, and I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to fellowship with you on this evening, and we're going to get into this word on this evening. So do me a favor and pick up your Bibles, your cell phones, your iPads, whatever you may have, and let's make our Bible declaration and get into this word. I'm excited about this, and repeat after me, Lord, I thank you that I have a Bible. It is my personal copy of God's purpose, God's plan, and God's design for my life. Therefore, I am a believer and not a doubter. I'm not just a hearer, but I'm also a doer. And my life has been better after hearing the word of the living God. Therefore, my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will not be distracted, but I will hear what thus saith the Lord. And because of what I hear, what I hear today, I'm going to leave here better than I came. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Listen, just a quick, quick story real quick. So about the last three months, uh, Pastor Thomas has been dealing, I've been dealing with a pinched nerve in my, in my neck and it's been causing my right arm to be an immense pain. Um, I had a procedure yesterday where, uh, because the, the, the steroids that they gave me were not working, but I do believe God is a healer. Uh, I, there is nothing else I believe more than that, that he's a healer. And, and the, the procedure I had yesterday, um, 
it was a little fearful. And I don't ever remember a time when I've been too, when I've been real fearful about um, certain things or even procedures that have happened. I've had a dislocated ankle. I've had a broken nose. I've, um, I've had different things that have happened over my life. But yesterday, let me say this, yesterday when I was on the operating table, I think it was because they had me in a position where I could not see what was going on. Not only that, they had me on my stomach face down and they were messing with my spinal cord. Um, in order to, uh, to treat the nerve, they had to, uh, 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 they had to inject the medicine into my spine. And so, you know, the spot when when I saw the chart before the surgery or before the procedure and it showed how the spinal cord works, it's an amazing thing um, that you see that everything that runs through your spinal cord is your central nervous system. It runs from your brain and your spinal cord actually protects it, uh, protects the, 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 the cords that run from the back of your head all the way down through your body. And in that, um, and, and from there, each one of your nerves, the, the human body is an amazing thing. So anybody who's atheist that may be tuned in or do not believe in God, once you see some things that the human body does by itself, I don't see how you can continue to believe that they just mysteriously uh, came together and everybody body's body parts function like that just out of nowhere. Um, there is a God out there. I, I don't know why I said that. But in the process of that, because I was looking down and they were in my back, it made me fearful. And I remember laying on the table, repeating the 23rd Psalms, for the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me through the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou Thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And in that moment, I, I, I remember just having, uh, just needing to, needing to be comforted by my father. Um, it was a time where nobody else was there with me in the surgery room. I, I, I was in a place where I just needed to feel him. I was in pain. Um, they, they, they strapped my arms to the table. And when they strapped my arms to the table, the arm that has been hurting so much because it was strapped and it was in a position, the, the, the pain was just, uh, it, it was so uh, uh, hurtful and so painful shooting through my arm. I got to a place where I said, can you please just let my arm hang down so I can release some pain? And they was like, yes, uh, Mr. Brockenberry, we, we can do it right now, but we're going to have to put it back up there when we get ready to inject the medicine. I'm telling you all that because uh, uh, what we're dealing with on today, I started last week in dealing with breaking cycles. And what I'm and how I'm relating this and what happened to me yesterday is that I was in a place where uh, uh, where so many of us have been in life. We, we spend so much time in a painful place that we get so comfortable with it or we learn how to function through it. For for me, I had been dealing with this pain for three months because I have a very high toleration for pain. And so I tolerated it for three long months. How many things in your life have you grown up so used to that are cycles in your life that you've been tolerating for years? You've been tolerating them for decades. You've been tolerating them for, for all, these, all this time. And yet and still you've been functioning with a debilitation. You've been functioning from a standpoint of you're not being able to to be all you can be because of these cycles in your life. Cycles of abuse, cycles of drama. Oh, yeah, somebody needs to type that. It's time for me to break the cycles of drama in my life. People that mean you no good. People that simply want to take from you. People that simply mean uh, that the only reason they're in your life is to see what you have when you have it so they can see what they can get from it. Not only that, there are plenty of people that are around you that because they're in cycles in their own life, 
The only thing that happens is that they're running their cycle. You're running your cycle. You keep hitting one another. You keep uh, getting into this place in these relationships with one another. And nobody's actually dealing with how to break the cycle. Somebody say, I got to break the cycle. So this evening, I want to deal with, get this, the cycle of pride. Yeah, pride. Uh, that, that, that thing that, that if you honestly read the definition of pride, get this. As a matter of fact, I'm going to pull it up for you again real quick because I don't remember it all by heart. But the definition of pride, uh, give me one second, um, it, it's an amazing definition now I don't, I don't my 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 uh, dictionary.com thing does not want to oh here we go okay so it's right here pride this is the definition of pride it's a noun it says a high or inordinate opinion of one's own dignity importance merit or superiority superiority whether as cherished in the mind or as displayed in bearing or conduct. You might say, well, Pastor Thomas, that sounds good, but I need you to hear this one more time. I, I, I need you to hear that one more time because it says something major. It said a high or inordinate opinion of one's own dignity. This word pride is saying, listen, it's not what God says about you, it's what you think about yourself. And too often times, part of the cycles that we deal with in life are based upon us not realizing or accepting what God says about us. But get this, what we want to think about ourselves, what we want to believe about ourselves. So it says, a, and, and a lot of times we get this high, this, we sit up on this high horse about who we are. It says a high or inordinate opinion of one's own dignity. Get this. It's funny. It said dignity and importance. I'm a, I'm, I need you to hear how it says that. A high or inordinate opinion of one's own importance. <laughs> yeah, I need somebody. Yeah, yeah. Somebody need to realize that. A lot of times we find ourselves in a lot of situations because we think we're in more important to people who have already shown us who we are to them. Mm -hmm. We feel like we're, we're the place that we hold in their life is more important because we say so than how they've treated us to this point. We find ourselves, I got to take my glasses off, y'all. We got to find ourselves, we find ourselves dealing with an inordinate opinion of our own importance and our own dignity. The Bible says that even our righteousness, get this, is as filthy rags. So we got to realize and get to this understanding that we are not as high and mighty as we think. We're, I don't care how many degrees you got. I don't care how many people you know. I don't care what kind of car you drive. I don't care what kind of house you got. I don't care what six-figure salary you got. You got to stop living in this spirit of pride. Yeah, why, Pastor? Because I got scripture for you on this evening. But I want you to hear this. It says a high or inordinate opinion of your own merit. Yeah. Get this, this one stood out, a high or inordinate opinion of your superiority. Yeah, I, I had to even check myself on that because there are times where I, I when I was in the military, uh, we learned this statement when, I, when we learned that um, I may not be better than you, but guess what? It ain't nobody better than me. Meaning, I'm not going to put myself and say I'm better than you, but guess what? I don't, it ain't nobody out here that, that can do it like me. And in certain areas of your life, trust me, it's not. Because God gave you a distinct and unique gift. He gave you a distinct and unique anointing. But you cannot allow pride to have control over what God gave you because you didn't give it to yourself. Somebody need to hear that real quick. Somebody type that. I didn't give myself the gift that I use. I did not give myself the abilities that I have. 
even though I'm great at some things, but I got to give my honor to God, who is the head of my life, who created me in his image and in his likeness. It's nothing that I did that, 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 that can form, uh, formulate, that can, that can go into my DNA structure and determine that I'm going to be good at everything. I, I, there is nothing in me that says that I'm uh, that just because I, I feel a certain way, that means I'm superior, more superior than the person that's next to me. So I need you to get in your mind that there are some prideful things that we got to deal with. Somebody say I got to deal with my pride. Listen. Proverbs 16 and 18, famous scripture. Everybody knows this scripture. When I say it, you may not know where to find it at, but I need you to make sure that you mark it in your Bible. Proverbs 16 and 18 says this, pride goes before what? Destruction. And a haughty spirit before it falls, before a fall. Pride goes before the destruction. We've all been in that place where we feel like that nothing we do is wrong. And a lot of times when we're in that place, we see how it ends up crumbling with that very thing that we try to be prideful about. You, you, you feel like you got all the money in the world and then situations come where your money go. Your money, your matter of fact, your money can't even get you out of the situations. You feel like your looks are so good. You go on a job interview because you've gotten plenty of jobs because of your looks. You get on a job interview and they don't care about your looks. They want to know, are you knowledgeable? You've gotten into a place that even in the pulpit, that just because you're, you're charismatic does not mean that, you're, that, that, that you have the, the anointing to appeal to everybody you preach to. Some people don't want charismatic pastors. Some people want pastors that are going to teach and break down the word. Yes, yeah, some people don't want uh, uh, the teacher that's going to break down the word. They want somebody that's going to emotionally equip them. And everybody does not possess everything. That's why there are different branches in the body of Christ. That's why there are different body parts in the body of Christ. But we have to be willing to say that I will not be prideful even for those that are the head. Just because you're the head does not mean you're better than the feet. Because without the feet, the head can never move. Without the hands, the, hand, the, the, the head can never grab for something. Without the, without the heart, nothing functions. But the heart does not sit there because we don't, the heart does not sit here and say, I'm so prideful that because without veins going into the heart, guess what? The blood from the heart can't flow. Yeah, so we got to make sure that we're not operating in pride, whether it's in ministry, whether it's in church, whether it's in life, whether you've come out of situations and you see other people going through the same situation. You cannot be so prideful that you're not willing to let somebody know your testimony. The Bible says that we are overcome by the words of our testimony. And our testimony bears witness of tests that we've come over. Not even that we've gotten over, that God has gotten us past. The reason so many people are still in the same cycle is because the tests that God has placed before you, you have not passed. You have not gotten what God wanted you to get out of the test. Who am I dealing with on this evening? It said pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. Look at this. Proverbs 11 and 2 says this. When pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble is wisdom. If you don't know anything, if you don't remember anything about tonight, listen. Pride is the reason that Satan is no longer uh, 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 God's uh, chosen angel. Because he, because God created him so beautiful he felt like he could exalt himself above God. God made him in his image. God created him with beauty. But Satan decided that God, the way that God created him, gave him authority over the creator. Do you realize man operates and functions the same way in life? 
God created us with this brain. Now we feel like we don't need God. God created us with abilities. God created us with thoughts. God created us with mindsets. And we have taken on the nature of what Satan thought, where he thought that because God created him, that God could not be better than him or God was not better than him. And he wanted the authority over God. We spend a lot of time in our life trying to tell God what we want. We try to tell God what, who, we're, who we're going to be. We try to tell God about everything and then try to make God a genie in a bottle to answer our every beckon and call. Who am I talking to on this evening? This Bible study, right? Yeah, it said when pride comes, then shame comes. So what happens? Pride comes and then it turns to shame. But with the humble is wisdom. Somebody say humble. Get this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to come back to a couple of these scriptures in a second. Proverbs 13 and 10 says this. But by pride comes nothing but strife. If we're breaking cycles, we have to realize that there comes a point where we got to submit our will, our mind, and our thoughts to God and come out of the area of pridefulness, saying, God, uh, stop being stubborn, stop being prideful, and say, God, I need you. Somebody declare, God, I need you. Because in the midst of the pride, you've gone through situation after situation that you're in. It said, by pride comes nothing but strife. That means I'm going through turmoil in my mind. Some of you have lost out on good relationships. Some of you have lost out on good opportunities because you've walked in pridefulness. You've walked in arrogance. You walked in disobedience for so long that the opportunities that was set there for your breakthrough you've missed because you wanted to do it your way. Some people, ministry is not working for you because you've been wanting to do it your way. Some of you, you got a title, you got a position, and you felt like you needed to get up and go do your own thing. You operated in pride because you didn't want to be submissive anymore. Some I'm dealing with some of you are, are some 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 of your kids have become the 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 ones that operate in pride. We know our kids operate in pride. That my kids would tell me all the time. I know that. I told them that I was going to get a sign one day in, in the kitchen, and we going and whoever says I know that the most for a day owed me ten dollars. Because every time I try to give a teaching moment, I know they're getting older, but every time, because they're young men and they're trying to figure out life, every response is, I know that. Even when they fall or and when they make the mistake, it's, okay, dad, I believe you now. So now it says that we have to make sure that we begin to operate without the pride on the inside of us, without the, the desire, because we were born, we know that scripture says we were born into sin, shaped into iniquity. So pride sometimes is hard to get rid of, especially when it's in your heart, especially when you feel like all the adversity you've been through in your life is the, res the getting through the adversity is the result of your own will, is the result of your own desire is the result of you doing it by yourself. So you began to operate in pride because you said, I did it. I did it is one of the most prideful statements that we can make. I did it. I brought myself up. No honor to God. God didn't do this for me. He, I, I did this on my own. I got out here and got this money on my own. I got out here and did this on my own. And then it's amazing that as soon as we declare that, we end up falling very shortly after. And then we're sitting there, God, why you let me fall? Well, you said you had this. God, you, you, you know what I needed. Well, you didn't want to give me any acknowledgement that I brought you through this. And now you're back here saying, well, 
how did I let it happen to you? Well, you didn't honor me. I told you, Proverbs 9 and 10 says, For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the holy is understanding. For the honor of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the holy is understanding. That word fear means honor. So I got to honor God with my life. It says, but pride, okay, let, let's keep moving because I, need, I need you to hear this. James 4 and 6 says this, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud. When God, mm, I need somebody to hear that. But he gives more grace. Who? God gives more grace. But get this, he resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So when you operate in pride, you can't operate under grace. Mm, 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 mm. This is good teaching tonight. If you operate with a prideful spirit, a spirit of pride, you do not operate under grace. He said he gives more grace, he gives, but he gives grace to the humble. The Bible says that the meek shall inherit the earth. So if I'm operating in humility, I can expect the favor, the blessing, and the grace of God. When do I have to operate in humility? When I'm breaking cycles in my life? When do I have to operate in humility? When things are when, when things seem like it's, going, it's always working for my favor, I got to still operate in humility. I can't get so high and mighty that I don't realize who it is that's operating in me, for me, and with me, and by me. He's giving me, the, the humility that he's giving me is causing me to separate and be who he called me to be. Proverbs 29 and 23 says this, a man's pride will bring him low. I, I hope you all are grabbing this because I need you all to be writing this down. A man's pride will bring him low. But get this, but the humble in spirit will retain honor. Proverbs 16 and 19. Better to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that, that you all are hearing this. First Peter 5 and 5. Likewise, you younger people. Get this, younger people. I told you, younger people have this mindset that they know everything, that, that they can do it all, that it's nothing that they have to learn. We, we've all been there. I was there. I was there in my 20s. You couldn't tell me nothing. I did it. I had to do it my way, whether I knew I was going to fall. And a lot of times we know that we're going to fall in. We're going to fall hard, but we rather fall hard in pride than to be humble and lowly and listen. Somebody say, I got to break that cycle because some people have not learned the lesson that it's better to walk in humility trusting and learning and seeking wise counsel there are people in their 40s and 50s and 60s that are still operating in pride because they have not learned that God requires humility and you see these same people going through the same things dealing with the same cycles in their life but it's about time that we declare I'm breaking the cycle. I'm breaking the monotony. I'm breaking what I've been used to. I'm breaking the stereotypes. I'm breaking the stigma, the, the stigmatism that's been on my family. I got to break the cycle. I got to be a generational changer. I got to be a life giver. I can no longer speak death. I can no longer speak the speak what I see in the world. The Bible said it's to be in this world, but to not to be of this world. So if I'm not of this world, I got to speak world. I got to speak the words of the world that I'm from. If I say I'm a kingdom citizen, I got to speak what the kingdom of God says. If I say I'm an heir and a joint heir with Christ Jesus, I got to operate as an heir and a heir as an heir and a joint heir with Christ Jesus. If I say I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, that means I have to live a life that's pleasing to Christ as with him as my Lord and Savior.
That means I got to step out from amongst them. That means I got to put sin in its place. No, that does not mean I will be perfect or you will be perfect all your life. But it does mean that you have to make a willful attempt to live by faith, to walk in salvation and uprightness, to walk in righteousness, to seek after holiness, because that is what God requires of those who say that we diligently love him or say that he we, that he's our Lord and our Savior. It's not a life living out here doing whatever we want, allowing our liberty to cause us to fall. We got to step back out of living pride. We got to stop separating the Christ-like or Christ's life from the world life. We got to stop saying I'm only Christ-like when I'm at home, but when I leave out the house, I got to operate in the world. The Bible says what? Be wise as a, uh, uh, as a serpent, but gentle as a dove. Yes, you need to know what goes on in the world. That does not mean live like the world. You got to let go of the pride of life. Let me get to that scripture in a second. It says, likewise, you young people, submit yourselves to, the el- to your elders Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with, get this, here's that word again, humility. For God resists the proud but gives grace to who? The humble. We, we, we see it over and over again. This is one of the most, uh, uh, this, this dealing with pride, honestly, is one of the most quoted words in Scripture. Why? Because God knows what pride does to man. God knows that pride separates you from your relationship. And if God knows and it's been revealed because Satan operated it like that, Satan knows that that's what separates you from God. If Satan knows that's what separated him from God, get this. Why don't you think that he's the father of the issues of pride that you get? Your pride is not of God. Your prideful man is not, does not, will not, and cannot belong to God. The Bible says that God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If God said it, yeah. So if he said, get rid or resist the proud because he gives grace to the humble, You got to realize that if you're operating in pride, that is not of God. I don't care if you wear a collar. I don't care if you wear a robe. I don't care if you got the best three-piece suit. I don't care if you're eloquent. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how many houses you got. I don't care how many businesses you got. If you are operating in pride and calling yourself a Christian and and a follower of Jesus Christ, you are out of order. So we all need to examine ourselves and deal with ourselves and submit ourselves to the will of God and humble ourselves before God and say, God, deal with the prideful me. But first, we have to admit to ourselves that we are prideful. Lifestyles are prideful. Well, God created me like this. Lifestyles can be prideful. Well, God, if God didn't want me to do this, he wouldn't have gave it to me. Lifestyles are prideful. If God is God, then why don't he just change? Lifestyles are prideful. Mindsets are prideful. Hearts are prideful. If God don't want me to do it like this, then he just need to show up. I ain't doing nothing until God show up. Pride. Well, they knew me like this. This is the way I was always argumentative like this. Pride. Accept me like this. You, you better accept me like this. I'm not changing for nobody. Pride. Well, if you don't like it, you can go. Kick rocks. You ain't got to deal with me. Pride. And the Bible said pride comes before destruction. What's destroyed? Areas of your life that God is trying to show you that he's ready to break you through. But you keep living in pride. It said, before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty, and before, is, uh, and before honor is humility. Get this, 1 John 2 and 16. For all that is in the world, here we go, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, 
and get this, and the pride of life is not of what? The Father, but is of the world. I don't think it can get any more plainer than that. He said, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, the pride of life. I did my life like, it's my life. I, I did this. I, I, I did it. Yep, look at me. I did it. You want to be like, you, you want to get your life together? Be like me. Pride. He said, it is not of the Father, but it's of the world. That's that's First uh, John 2 and 16. Proverbs 16 and 5. Proverbs is, is a very wise book. Everyone proud in heart. I need you to get this <laughs> because pride stems from your heart. And get what he says right here. Everyone proud in heart. And this word that I'm about to say to you is only quoted with the worst of sin. He said, everyone proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though they join forces, none will go unpunished. Operating with pride in your heart, I don't care how many of you you get together, it said you will not go unpunished. I don't want to see the punishment or the wrath of God. I don't want to be prideful in my heart that I missed the mark of my high calling. You should never want to be so prideful that you're arrogant enough to say, well, what is God going to do to me? You really don't want to know that. You don't want to be, oh, Jesus, God just put this in my heart. You don't want to use this statement, only God can judge me. Because if you are operating in that kind of pride that only God can judge you, I don't think you want to see what's on the other side of that judgment. He said, Jesus, I got to read that again. He said, everyone proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though they join forces, none will go unpunished. Romans 12 and 3 says, for I say, through the grace given to me, even... Everyone, excuse me, everyone who is among you not to think himself, what, more highly than he ought to think. Highly is a, uh, uh, thinking of yourself more highly is a, uh, 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 is synonymous with being prideful, that he ought to think. But to think soberly, soberly is synonymous with humility, as God has dealt to each one, each one a measure of faith. Philippians 2 and 3, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem one another better than himself. It should not be about your own selfish ambitions or you being conceited in yourself, but in lowliness. That doesn't mean that you can't appreciate the qualities that God has given you. But did you hear what I just said? Appreciate the qualities God has given you, the gift that God has given you, the anointing that God has poured on your life. It's okay to appreciate that, but operate it in humility. Yes, you might be the best prayer warrior. Yes, you might be on the, the best intercessor. When you step into the atmosphere, the spirit of God falls heavy in the place. But if you are operating in pride and not humility, then you are of, uh, of, uh, uh, of ill repute and ill reputation. God, 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 God is dealing, is talking to me. The Bible said, let nothing be done in selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. First Peter 5 and 6, therefore humble yourself under the what? Mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in what? Due time. My, uh, 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 uh. Proverbs 8 and 13, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogance, and the evil way. And the, and, and, the, and the perverse mouth I hate. He said, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, 
pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. These are what God hates. God hates these things. Romans 12 and 16, be of the same mind towards one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Mm -mm -mm. I'm just about done. We got about 10 minutes. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. Romans 1 and 32, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Practice what? Pride, haughtiness, anger, backbiting, jealousy. These things. Not love, not joy, not meekness, not long long suffering, not temperance. And I'm not just talking to those that don't know Jesus Christ. I'm talking to the body of Christ right now. We got to stop sitting on this horse and not acknowledging that our righteousness is as filthy rags. Not acknowledging that we don't have it all together. I'm going to be the first to tell you, I don't know everything. I don't have it all together. I make mistakes. I humble myself when I make mistakes. God knows my heart. God knows how much I love him. And even when I've fallen, because I believe I had a heart of David, And God knew my heart because I'm a man after God's own heart that even when I fail and I submitted myself and I surrendered myself and I stopped acting prideful about the situations I was in, the things that I did, the reasons why I justified my mistakes as a young adult, the reason why I justified what I was doing. It was not because I didn't know better. It was because I felt like everybody owed me something. But when I released that and gave it to God and stopped operating in pride and stopped operating in arrogance because I felt like I had been hurt so much, I felt like I had been through so much that I felt like I could do whatever I wanted to do in this world. And I was just and it had to be fine because somebody needed to feel sorry for me. But God said, no, I until you realize and let go of that prideful mindset, let go of that prideful heart, let go of that arrogance that you're walking around with. I cannot do what I said I would do in your life. And when I submitted my life, the more I began to submit those things to God. God, the more God transitioned me. Who needs to know that? The reason why it seems like it is not working on your behalf because you've been holding on to bitterness. You haven't broken the cycle of bitterness. You haven't broken the cycle of anger from the traumatic things that you've experienced in your life. And God is saying until you can break the prideful thing that you've been holding on that nobody will ever do anything else to you and you're not trusting me, you're trusting your own attitude. You're trusting your own anger. You're trusting your own self-defense. When God said, when will you allow me to mend the broken areas of your life? Who am I dealing with right now? God said, when you allow me to deal with the broken areas to the fatherless, when you've allowed me to deal with the broken areas to those who have lost loved ones along the way, when you allow me to deal with the broken areas of who left you, when you allow me to deal with the broken areas and stop holding up these strongholds and holding up these walls and let go of the pride, let go of the hurt, let go of the fear, let go of the anger. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Let go of your mindset. Let go of the things that I never meant for you to carry and harbor with you. When you let go of the pride that's holding it onto your heart, then you can see me. He said, I'm trying to release you. I'm trying to set you free. Romans, I mean, 1 Corinthians 1 and 28 says this. And the base things of the world 
and the things which are despised God has chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. That means God is not looking for what you can do. You can never do what he can do. I don't care how much pride you walk in. I don't care how much determination you walk in. God said, I am able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all. First John 2 and 15 says this. Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the, the love of the Father is not in him. I had already said that one. Habakkuk 2 and 4, not Habakkuk 2 and 3. It said, behold, Habakkuk 2 and 4 says, behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him. But the just, somebody say just, shall live by his faith. Galatians 6 and 2. Bear one another's burden and so fulfill the law of the Christ. You can't bear somebody else's burden if you're walking around operating in pride. You'll turn your nose up them at all the time. I ain't got time to deal with them. Don't they know I got a family? <laughs> Don't they know I got kids? Don't they know I got a job? I can't, I can't deal with your burdens. I can't deal with your stuff. I can't deal with nothing. I got my own stuff. James 4 and 8 says this, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your heart, you double-minded. Draw near to God. Romans 1 and 30, backbiters, haters of God. Get this. I need you to hear this. James, I mean, Romans 1 and 30, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. Haters of God. Romans 1 and 29. Being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers. These are those that are feeding you that you don't need God. Why you need that relationship with a God who, 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 who got these judgmental Christians? Why you need a relationship with God? God ain't, God ain't here. He, he ain't here right now. Do what you want to do. I was talking about this scripture with somebody. The Bible says uh, people take this scripture so out of content and they quote it every year on New Year's Eve. Drink and be merry. They say that every New Year's Eve, but nobody reads the rest of that scripture. It said, drink and be merry, for tomorrow you surely die. See, see, this is how the enemy operates. Mm. Romans 1 and 20, uh, I already read that one. Um, Romans 1 and 31, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, and unmerciful. These are things that pride causes. You walk around in pride, you don't think you need to discern the atmosphere around you. You just think because you there, there ain't nothing going to happen. Romans 1 and 26, for this reason God gave them up to vile passions. For even their women exchanged the natural use of for what is against nature. Out of pride. Romans 1 and 25. Who exchanges, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Pride. First Corinthians one and twenty nine that no flesh should glory in his presence. And what uh, uh, that no flesh should glory in his presence. You can't be prideful and glory in the presence of God. Matthew seven and three and I'm done. And why and why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own pride? <laughs> Proverbs 6 and 19, a false witness who speaks lies and one who sows discord among brothers. 
operating in pride. Proverbs 6 and 18, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift to run, uh, swift in running to evil. Mm. Proverbs 6 and 17, a proud look, a lying tongue. What did that say? A proud look, a lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood. Listen, I can go on and on. I got about 50 scriptures. I told you this is one of the most quoted words in the Bible, dealing with pride. Because pride separates you from God. In order to have a truthful and righteous relationship, you got to make sure that you are not operating in pride. All hearts and minds are full. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for this evening. We ask you, God, right now to step in and be who you've always been to us, our healer, our deliverer, the one who sets us on the right path. God, we thank you for this word on this evening. And God, for all of us, if there is any spirit, any part of us that is operating under a spirit of pride, God, right now, I speak to that spirit. I speak to that person. I speak to the stronghold that has been holding it to them. And God, I ask right now that you break the shackles, that you break the chain, that you break the bondage, that you break the stronghold of pride right now in the name of Jesus. God, you are our, you are our champion. You are our victory in battle. We stand with you, God, knowing, God, that you do all things well. So, God, because you do all things well, we ask right now, God, that you, that you change our mindsets, that you change our heart, that you change our relationships, that you change it all in the name of Jesus. That you give us safety right now in the name of Jesus. That you restore our heart to the heart that you gave us before the formation of the world. That the heart that you gave us when you created us in your image and in your likeness. God, break every hand of pride. Break every hand of arrogance. Break every hand of separation right now in the name of Jesus for your people. Send sons and daughters home that have been operating in pride and too prideful to see their parents. Break the hands of husbands and wives that are too prideful for reconciliation. When they know that it was you who ordained it. Break the hand of those that have separated themselves from the church because of church hurt, not God hurt. But they've been using pride as a reason not to get back to you. Break the, break the assignment of hurt right now that has separated them and caused other spirits to come in that have changed the course of what you called them to be. Break the hand of pride that sits on the arrogant. Break the hand of pride that sits on those that seem high and mighty. Change their mindsets. Change their hearts. Change their spirits right now in the name of Jesus. God, inactivate your spirit right now. For no weapon formed against us shall prosper. God, we thank you right now that you are strengthening the armor that's on us, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. Our feet are shod in the gospel of peace. Our loins are girded about with truth. We carry the sword, which is the word of God, and we walk by the shield of faith. For your word declares that we walk by faith and not by sight. So, God, we love you, we honor, and we adore you. It is in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Listen, as we leave, as we close out, I want to tell you that God has not forgotten you. God is not, God, God is not so far off. I told you this is the, the month of renewal that he comes off the throne and he walks amongst us. The old song says, he walks with me, he talks with me, he tells me I am his own. 
that's a place to, to just grab hold of your relationship with him right now. He walks with you and he talks with you. I'm here to tell you that God loves you. He loves you more than you can ever know. And he simply wants to walk with you. Let go of the pride. Yes, you've been hurt. Let go of the pride. Yes, it didn't work out. Let go of the pride. Yes, you thought you was a bag of chips and all of that. Let go of the pride. Yes, you got cars, you got houses, you got money, but let go of the pride. Yes, you, 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 you got social status. Yes, you got people that's always telling you what a great job you do and it's gone to your head. Let go of the pride. When you step into the pulpit, God's anointing is what draws men, what draws women to the altar. It's not your preaching. It's the anointing of God. Let go of the pride. Yes, God uses you to deliver. Yes, God uses you as prophets. Yes, God is using you as an evangelist. Yes, God is using you as a pastor. Yes, God is using you as a teacher. But it's God that's using you. Stop operating in pride. Scripture teaches us, who is man that God, that, that God made us uh, just a little lower than the angels or just above the angels I'm, 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 it, it just slipped my mind just that fast who is God that he is who is man that God is mindful of him God loves you God loves you more than you will ever know and he's just waiting for you so as we leave on this day join me this Sunday we're going to get into some word this Sunday. God is prophetically speaking, releasing, and anointing and activating the power within, that is within you. If you need to be activated, I, I, I'm telling you, join me Sunday at 430. Join me Sunday at 430. FYI, just a little business before we, uh, before we get out of here. Uh, Sunday, September 12th. We will not be having our 4.30 service. I will be returning from Chicago. Um, I'm excited. I'll be in a conference in Chicago on uh, from the 9th through the 12th. I'm so excited. You'll hear more about that upon my return. Um, and, God is, and God is doing something great here at Liberty. He's doing something great with me. And I just can't wait. So I love you with the love of God. As always, live on purpose live for purpose, but most importantly live in God's purpose. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Be blessed and go in peace. <laughs>